welcome to episode number 60 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It is the week of August 12th, and this year is flying by. Uh, my name is Daryl, and today I am once again joined by Sergio. How are you, man? I am doing rather well. I hope you are too. You know, for the earlier part of this week, I really wasn't gaming as much. I mean, besides Rocket League, but I guess... At some point, I, I question: Am I am I listening to music with Rocket League on the side, or or the other way around? No, but happy to say I'm back. I'm playing a little bit of Fire Emblem again, just focusing on side quests. But it's it's fun. How are you doing, Daryl? I am doing okay. I am almost at the end of my route of Fire Emblem. I'm I'm right oh. there. So at least I think I am. So uh, yeah, it's been a it has certainly been a ride. Uh, no, no spoilers today. That'll that'll definitely come. But man, this game is good. Uh, but also today joining us is, of course, Kevin. How are you, man? I'm doing very well. You know, uh, well because I have my organ protein powder uh, mix drink. Uh, you know, it's that time. I I've been doing this quite a, quite a bit uh, for the past, I'd say, a few weeks. Um, in terms of you know. I'll be my protein. I love Oregon protein powder. Shameless plug. It is the best protein powder. Uh, I would highly recommend it. 100% plant-based. You know, it gives you, provides a lot of nutrients, a lot of superfoods. Very good. Has nothing to do with gaming, but I love it. (laughs) Nintendo Jump Podcast, sponsored by by Oregon. Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but no that but is real, not true um, at all that's not no we're not we're not we're not we're not <laughs> we're just we're just very enthusiastic about stuff i don't know yeah <laughs> well let's well back to reality i i am doing well with fire emblem uh well mm, most of it we'll get to that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a we have a few updates i think later in the show yeah. so Oof. oh it's time oh. it is time Ugh. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. before then, Kevin, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the Switch V2. You know, at least one of us got it. And that person, uh, as in Daryl, will give us his spiel on Switch V2. We're going to answer some listener mail. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So I I did say we would do another one pretty shortly. Hey, here we are. Uh, turns out we had uh, way too much listener mail, so we're just gonna uh, get on that and and kind of knock out some more. If you have if you do have listener mail questions that you want to send to us, uh, hopefully after this show we're gonna be fairly empty on them. So please send in your questions, and we'll try to hit them in a future episode. So. Yeah. yeah, and we have a Fire Emblem update, which we will get to <laughs> later this episode. It may be good, it may be bad. <laughs> it will Depending definitely point be bad. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, so with that being said, we're going to get to the uh, <clears throat> Switch V2. So, Daryl, I understand that you bought the Switch V2. You know, you did some things to get it. I'm sure you've enjoyed it since then. I know. Because I can feel it from you know, three thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, it's I mean, it's pretty good. Okay. So, anyways, listener mail. No, no, no I'm good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned it on the last show. Uh, I actually did uh, pick it up through GameStop, which, uh, like I said, we we all have kind of a spotty history with GameStop. From time to time, they do really good deals and. This was one that I kind of viewed as a really good deal. They offered uh, $200 cash 
uh, for any Switch trade-in. Honestly, I'm not really sure why they did that, but uh, that actually beat the price that I could sell the thing for on like Amazon or, or eBay or something. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went through with the full trade. I got uh, I got the new Switch, the, the V2 in the red box, and brought it home, did the transfer, made sure I had all my games downloaded, everything was... Uh, good to go. Then I packed up my old switch, took it over, and they handed me two hundred bucks cash. Which, dang, I I, <laughs> I can't <laughs> beat that. So what it, it basically ended up with, uh, just over a hundred dollars for an upgrade. And we we you know we we kind of talked about the V two, <laughs> as we've been calling it, uh, the the version two switch that what it might be. You know what we knew about it. Uh, so what we absolutely know about it is it was a processor change. So it's a new processor, puts less load on the battery to maintain the same performance. Hence, it gets about two hours more battery life. Uh, but you also have these nice little side effects, like the whole system runs cooler, uh, which in theory extends the durability of the system over time. Uh, and a couple surprises, including... The screen itself, for portable mode, the screen is better. Uh, so the screen is brighter and warmer colored, which is more uh, more realistic So uh, to actual true color. It looks better. So when I was doing the transfer and, and setting up the two switches, I did notice it. Like, it is it is noticeable that this screen looks better. And I was like, huh, okay. I didn't know if that was the difference between, like, an old model uh, you know, a switch that I'd had for a year or two. Um, is this this was not my original switch. This was one I, I picked up a little bit later on. Uh, but I didn't know if it was a difference over time. Maybe the screen degrades over time or whatever. But mm-hmm. then some reports actually came out taking a brand new uh, old version switch and a brand new new version switch. And no, the screen is just better. So that is a very, very nice surprise. Uh, from what I've been able to tell the battery life estimate estimations from nintendo are actually very accurate like i'm getting Mm. in the realm of three to five hours uh really solidly and and generally more than that so it's yeah it's the system i've I've been super happy with it uh the other thing i want to kind of touch on is so i i speculated before the system came out that you know this would be the best way to get uh the most recent hardware, the best versions of whatever hardware there is. The Joy-Cons, uh, maybe some internals, some differences in the Wi-Fi chips or whatever. Uh, a couple weird things that have come out and need a lot more testing that I haven't seen since then uh, were some initial tests were showing that the version 2 can download things faster, which Ooh. is interesting it doesn't actually load games faster the loading times are about the same uh almost identical but download speeds were a little bit better which leads me to wonder is it a wi-fi chip upgrade or is there some like interference thing from the old processor that's changed Uh, whatever it's nice and points to some good things i have played it online don't really notice any any real difference like I'm, mm. I'm not getting uh, more lag. I'm not really getting less lag for that. I can tell. It's kind of hard to really tell that. But I've had a good experience right. playing online, which is nice. 
uh, in handheld and, and tabletop on Rocket League and Smash Brothers and so on. So I'm I'm happy with it. To be honest, I'm I'm really happy with the deal I got. I'm happy to have the newest model of Switch. Uh, there's some indications that the Joy Cons are a new model too, so it's cool. I'm, you know, I I'll, I'll keep you guys updated if I start having any issues with it. But for now, I would definitely recommend it. It definitely feels like a slightly better put together Switch, which is exactly with a significantly better battery life. Which is exactly what I wanted the thing to be uh, from the get go. So I'm I'm super happy to be honest. Nice, and obviously there's that one thing about the drifting on Joy Cons. Have you noticed that as of late, or just no problems so far with that? So here's the here's the scoop on drifting on Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about what's causing it. Nobody truly knows what's causing it. In yeah. It, it kind of goes back and forth. There's some indication that some of the, the internal pads are kind of wearing, creating some dust that gets on the contacts and starts creating these issues. There's some other evidence of other things that may be unrelated or related. I don't know. Uh, the one thing that's mostly constant with it is it does occur over time. If it's going to occur at all, so I'm not going to have any idea uh, for okay. now. But for now, the Joy-Cons feel and play really nice. Like they're... Uh, they're really, really snappy. The control sticks are tight, and I'm happy with them right now. And like I said, <clears throat> somebody took a, uh, a, a, the Joy-Cons apart from the old version of Switch and the new version of Switch and saw actually some changes in the internals. Don't know if that means anything. Uh, they Another person tr- did replicate the wear pattern on the new version of Switch, so maybe not, but who knows? <laughs> you know, <laughs> We're going we're gonna to find out over time. Uh and you know, for the meantime, I traded in some Joy Cons from my original system and got some, got some new ones. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. there you go. You know, it's a it's an upgrade all around. <laughs> yeah, and it's very tempting, honestly. So many um, little revisions, or I don't want to say corrections, but improvements that they made to the system, and you know, they add up, and for a good price, a hundred or maybe even less, or maybe even a little bit more. It's a, I think it's a good deal. My personal issue with that is that i'm really hopeful that there's going to be a new switch that is animal crossing themed sometime next march and i mean with the little portable that i play meaning i i mostly play dock mode so it seems like a lot of these improvements are mostly for handheld not not all of them of course it's better if your switch is running cooler regardless of how you run it right right but Mm. For portable improvements, it sure sounds like these are very nice. And I'd rather wait. Hopefully, there is an Animal Crossing one. Um, I was talking to Yogi Bear from the Discord. We kind of both agreed that, unfortunately, I think the limited edition Switches are going to be mostly for the Switch Lite because I think Nintendo is going to want to sell more of those. So I got a question about that. You know, what if, you know, they release a Switch Lite with Animal Crossing theme, but it's like the best looking... Console hand, oh, handheld console you've ever seen. It's got life. a giant KK slider along the back, <laughs> like just giving you the eyebrows. You know, just giving you that that all-knowing <laughs> KK slider look. And you know, I know you love KK slider, and I also know your feelings about the Switch Lite. But I mean, you, would you make an exception uh, for for this case? <laughs> yes, I would buy two. You'll buy two. Oh. <laughs> 
so how many? I mean, quick, quick point of note, uh, Sergio. How many KK Slider amiibo do you have right now? Oh, uh, sixteen, I think. Last count. Okay, whoa, so whoa. pencil him that in is... for sixteen KK Slider version <laughs> switches. That, One for each amiibo. A... Nice. <laughs> oh man, it's really you can nice. have Dang. sixteen islands. He can be friends with himself. And just oh, it's great! It's great. <laughs> oh, please don't uh, do that. I will send somebody to help you. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm a little mixed on it because we obviously have seen the uh, special edition Switch Lite. Uh, so mm-hmm. the the Pokemon edition, which was announced like freaking day one, that that we knew about the the Switch Lite. But we've also, in the meantime, seen some special edition regular Switches. Uh, which I'm mostly assuming are the version two. I have no real idea, but we've seen the the Disney Sum Sum Festival Amiibo Festival yeah. uh, party, Man. whatever the crap that game is. Uh, that has Disney related. That, I'm sorry, uh, the the Disney Sum Sum one. Uh, it has its own switch. It's actually really cute. It's got like the home button is little Aww. Mickey ears and everything. Uh, it, it's it's cute, and we know about a Japan exclusive Dragon Quest special edition of the regular switch so mm-hmm. i don't know it's a toss-up i could see a special edition of either model at this point which i don't know it, i don't know what to to predict more <laughs> hmm. you know what about that you know that awesome captain falcon special edition that i just made up <laughs> just kidding. oh no i i wish they had like an f-zero special edition um well to do comes. that you would need a f-zero game <laughs> yeah, which you know, obviously is gonna come, right? I mean, I mean, maybe I keep... not. Maybe they just do like random. <laughs> here, have a Captain you... Falcon switch. Here you go. You know, I feel like if we keep talking about this, you know, episode after episode, it's bound to happen. <laughs> no, said nobody. No, but it would be cool. I, I just, I'm just imagining. Like, I just thought about this like ten minutes ago. You know, thinking about. The, the Joy Cons. I mean, there's so many skins and designs of it. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to have, um, you know, like just like a Joy Con look like a hovercraft, like you know, the Blue Falcon, and then one of them could be <laughs> like the Wild Goose or the Golden Fox, um, and then the other one that I feel ashamed of forgetting, the one with Samurai Goro, um, the one you uh, played. The, the one, one that like played. you mained, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name. The pink stingray, right? Is it the pink stingray? Uh, it, yeah, something with stingray. I'm, I'm sorry, F Zero fans, but it's, it's a stingray for sure. Okay, so it would be awesome if you know they, they have Joy Cons that look like the, those the hovercraft fire machines. Stingray, but there you go. The fire stingray. It's okay, close enough. Well, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, you get, you, know, you get I, at least three quarter credit on that one. Well, you know, when I think of pink, I think of hot pink. You know, hot pink fire, you know, <laughs> not really the same thing, whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, F-Zero themed Joy-Cons. Let's make it happen, Nintendo. I just, um, I suddenly realized how much I want a special edition Star Fox Switch. That would be cool. Oof. Oh, that would, oh, they could make that look so good. Like, the back looks like the cockpit. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm going to stop thinking about that now because <laughs> that's too. <laughs> I, I, I want to say something, though, with the Joy-Cons. I am so miffed that they did not release the Pokemon Let's Go Joy-Cons 
by themselves. Now, I did see some on like there was there was some on random websites for like one hundred and fifty five dollars or whatever. But I'm like, come Oof. on, I'm not gonna do that. You know, like get out of here. But it would be nice to have them sold separately, and I would instantly buy them because I've been waiting for that for a long time. Oh gosh, would be cool. Why doesn't Nintendo do that? Why is this? I mean, uh, I, I wish they could do Dude, that. Why, they're, guys? No, they're notorious for whatever reason of releasing <laughs> like special editions of stuff and never doing it again. So like, there's like, yeah, there's five thousand of these out in the wild. Have fun, you know. And that that's, <laughs> for a little while, right. the NES Classic was that. They they were really yeah. short on that one. And they came out and flat out said, hey, look, we don't plan to make any more of these. <laughs> and uh, everybody got upset, and eventually they kind of went back on that. But, uh, yeah, for, for whatever reason, these special editions, they treat them as special editions. So typically, mm. if you want one, get on a pre-order because it's not going to – it generally doesn't swing back for you. That's true. Although there is the other option of, you know, customizing the Joy-Cons yourselves. I mean, there's like – Different. Yeah, take a sharpie to it. Well, okay. Draw Eevee. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that would be great. But I was talking more about like companies like Controller Chaos, which I've heard for a very long time. Um, you know they've they they have said that they are the leading retailer of custom controllers for uh, Xbox One and PS4, and they do do Nintendo Switch Joy Cons and Pro controllers and Switches as well. They do marvelous designs. Um, I, I totally forgot who mentioned this. It might have been Darkus. Uh, actually, no, it was Darkus. Darkus, and then I, and and Chai Tile. Shout out to Chai Tile and Darkus. They talked about uh, this company that does these custom, you know, these peripherals, the the consoles, and they look so good. But man, they come for a pretty hefty price. But if you want something custom, I mean, you're gonna you got to pay the you got to pay the money. You know what I'm saying? Like right, it, right. it's <laughs> you know. There's no easy way. Um, there's something about that's the thing. Like, how much are you willing to pay for something custom? I think that's always like the question. Because for, for me, like, I I have like these ice blue Joy Cons that did not break the bank. Um, they were very affordable, very reasonable. You know, even getting the skins for like the Pro controllers. Um, I totally forgot which one I got from which company, but you know. The theme is like the journey, and it's like these little, like these red blue mountains. They're like cascaded into one another, and it looks so nice on the pro controller. Y'all probably seen it on the Instagram. I posted about it a couple times, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, talking about accessories and peripherals and just like the custom skins and all that. Just there's just so much to do on the Switch, man. And you know, I'm rambling on, obviously, but. I do. I can't wait for the purple and orange Joy Cons, though. I I really want those really badly. Yeah, we're we're on a journey in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm always a I'm always the guy that doesn't really customize my stuff. Like the dock looks just like mm. the dock does, and the Joy Cons. I don't put skins on anything. No, uh, no dock sock. No. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, you know. That's a thing that I did not get into. Now, is Sergio, do you have a dock sock? Yes, KK's Ladder. Oh, <laughs> see, that's right. <laughs> the, the brand is holding strong right here. Okay. It is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, basic takeaways. Uh, Switch V2 is good. 
So, uh, and I, I tried to end it with that in five seconds, but there you go. Uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys want to jump into some listener mail? Yeah. So with listener mail, we're gonna go through listener mail, and we're going to take a look at our questions. And each of us will do like a round robin style. We pick a question and we all answer it. And that's it. Uh, Sergio, you go first. Sounds good. I'm starting with a question by Shellshock, and he asks. How would you guys feel if Scorpion or Sub-Zero were in Smash Brothers Ultimate? I think that would be a good thing mostly. I guess my only issue is the timing since the previous most recent Mortal Kombat game, it, you know, it's been out for a little while. But it's doing, it did really well. It's still getting DLC and a lot of updates. And the Switch version was really on par with the others. Like it was really well done you could tell that they worked on all versions at the same time and the reason i think it would be good is because it would give nintendo a little bit more of a, a little bit of a good image in terms of you know mature games or mm. or m mature fighting games if if you would it, it would be a nice contrast of course to what's already in smash i think it would be nice and of course Mortal Kombat has been on since the Super Nintendo days, so it, it is related to Nintendo. I think it would be a nice kind of way to throw a little throwback to the origins of Mortal Kombat on the Nintendo systems. So, <laughs> Smash is famous for making characters really true to their source material. How do you do Scorpion and Sub-Zero <laughs> without decapitating other Nintendo characters, which is right. not going to happen? How do you do it? <laughs> Like you, know, you have special smashalities or something. Like what? <laughs> I'm not against oh, this, and I'm not trying to sound against this. I'm just really curious how they would. Uh, it, like we've dealt with uh, mature content in Smash before. Hello, Bayonetta. We're you know talking about you, <laughs> uh, and and we've dealt with rumors such as you know Doom Guy making it in and and Ryu from uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, which are also you know, sometimes incredibly bloody games. And the, those, you know, they're not exactly the most exciting characters for me, but I'm, I'm fine with it. We've got Banjo. It doesn't matter at this point. Uh, but, yeah, for a Mortal Kombat character, if you can come up with a way to make them true to their source material without decapitating Mario, <laughs> uh, cool. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> I have a solution. Okay. Um, now, this... Ooh. This may be off the rails, like like all my other conversations, but um, you know, I I think you can censor it, but cover it with confetti. You know, I just thought of it like <laughs> instead of just one so, so confetti. He, he's, he starts the the motion, but then just yeah, party ball. Okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. You know, I mean, it's it's totally like it does not fit the theme of these two. OG characters from the original Mortal Kombat game, but I think that it would be very funny and it might turn off a lot of OG fans from Mortal Kombat, but hey, like you can't care towards <laughs> everybody. You gotta make us you gotta make a compromise somewhere. So, you know, because if you use the the blood and all the and the, the gore and all that, it's it's just not gonna be it's not gonna be fitting. It's not gonna be a good fit. And now um, you could do something with uh so Sub-Zero, you might have some opportunity there because he's mostly just ice-based. Yes. Right. Yeah. So there is some pot potential there. There's also some potential with uh, Raiden, who is mostly electricity-based. Uh, Scorpion is where I get a little 
<laughs> as awesome as Get Over Here would be. I, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you want to you wanna go to the next question? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know this one's coming. I mean, I already mentioned on Discord this is a fantastic question. So, it's by <laughs> Llama Libre. Shout out to the Llama, the Libre. <laughs> uh, you know, what would be your perfect tea time? Your favorite tea, conversation points, and bonus points for things that will kill the conversation. Now, I just want to give some context right here. You know, this is straight out of Fire Emblem Three Houses, okay? So if you don't know, this is, you know, when you interact as a professor, when you interact with your students and or faculty and other characters, uh, you are able to have the option to have tea time. And depending on how well or crappy you do, um, that will in super, super duper increase your compatibility with that character or just you know, moderately increase your uh, your chemistry with that character. So uh, both good all around. But, yeah, let's start with Sergio. What would be your perfect tea time? Oof, well, it's tough because my perfect tea time would actually have coffee and not tea. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the trick. The way it starts. <laughs> and I think the... Uh, conversation killer would be telling that to the other person. <laughs> hey, actually, <laughs> this isn't tea. <laughs> and it's over. I need to stand up. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yo, man, I know I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> so Sergio's got that impossible tea time. Oh man, yo. <laughs> and probably the worst part is that I haven't gotten to that point in Fire Emblem Three Houses yet. Wow, oh, really? Nope, not yet. Oh, oh. No. dude, you need to get on that. <laughs> you got to go have tea with the students. I mean, come on. It's, yeah. it's only natural. Uh, Especially <laughs> Petra I, I, or any other student. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not partial to her at all. Oh, no. <laughs> right. oh. I, the number of times I have almost killed her and I just like, my heart starts beating out of my chest because I'm like, oh. no, I don't want... Yeah, it's, it's not a small number. That's happened uh, three or four times at this point that uh, most recently, <laughs> sidetracking a little bit, most recently she was uh, staggered, so she couldn't move, surrounded by five Oof. units that could all do really high damage to her, including one that could hit her for 45 hit points with a 90% hit chance. Uh, and... The wow. square she was standing on was on fire, which would mean that she would take uh, six or seven hit points on her next turn after that, too. Oof. And she lived because it was amazing. Anyways, so <laughs> I got, I got super lucky. I did record a video of an archer missing her with a 22% oh. chance to kill her. Anyways, uh, yeah, it was that was nerve-wracking. Anyways, <laughs> so... My perfect tea time uh, is yes. probably around 7 a.m. And, you know, we just want to we want to meet at the golf course and just, you know, start start, you know, start the 18 holes, you know, see where you can get that. I think that would be my my perfect tea time. Uh, Question. Yeah. Uh, does that person know? How, does that person know? Have to know what golf is. <laughs> it would. It would be preferable if they had heard of golf. Yes, that's. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you want to go play what? Yeah. Uh, 
you, you might have to take them for a walk if they don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 7 a.m., that's great. And yeah. um, what kind of tea? Uh, just, you know, the, the standard wooden ones I like. You know, blue or red mostly. The yellow or green ones kind of blend in with the grass, so I, I try to avoid those. Mm. But mm. yeah, blue, <laughs> blue or red wooden tees would be fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what would kill the conversation? Um, we're just playing golf, right? That, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kevin? What's your perfect tea time? Are you a six a.m. Oh, or an eight a.m. kind of guy? You know what? I, I'm I'm very specific. You know, my perfect tea time is six thirty-two in the morning. Six thirty-two in the morning. Uh, that's my perfect tea time. Nice. Um. Now, what kind of tea? Uh. You know what? I gotta go with <clears throat> strawberry basil kombucha. <laughs> so good. It is actually my favorite kombucha. Now. I don't want well, it to be ice cold though, because at six thirty two you want something a little warm, but it's okay. I'll have a luke I'll have a lukewarm strawberry bait. Okay, not lukewarm. Mm, we'll just say like a between a cold to a lukewarm strawberry basil kombucha. And uh that's my perfect tea. Or it would be a Portland breakfast black tea, which is one of my favorites. I still have it. Um I'm gonna do another shameless plug. There's a awesome uh tea tea. There's a local tea chain here called Smith and Tea Maker, or Smith Tea Maker, and they have all these different kinds of teas. Portland Breakfast is one of their strongest. It is amazing. It it picks you up. It gets you going. It makes you want to do things. What kind of things? That's up to you. Um, for me, I just get very active. And <laughs> Nintendo Jump you know, Podcast sponsored by <laughs> Smith Tea Maker. <laughs> yeah. No, also not no. true. Also not true. Although potential sponsors listening to us right now, this is the kind of service we could give you. I mean, just you know, hit us up. You know, give us some some stuff and money, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, it's all good because with this quality content right here, you know, because I I love advertising for other things. No, but yeah, so strawberry basil kombucha at six thirty two in the morning, lukewarm to cold temperature. Conversation points. Um, you know, it could be about video games, shoes. Uh, basketball, you know, tennis, <laughs> um, a little bit of soccer, uh, and or different kinds of t-shirts with different designs. I would be uh, uh, t-shirts. I see what you did there. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> what do you wear to tea time? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to the tea, you got to do your thing. And then, what will kill the conversation? What is kombucha? Oh man! Well, you know, I don't want to say. Maybe that might not that be that might be too harsh because I didn't even know what kombucha was until I got to uh, where I am right now. So yeah, I okay. What would kill the conversation? I'll I'll tell you what. It would be Pokemon Sun and Moon. It would be Pokemon Sun. <laughs> You'll be like, wow, this game is really good. And if you were to say durian is delicious. That would kill the conversation because uh, for those who do not do not know, I uh, abhor uh, durian. I do not like it. I I hate it. <laughs> yes, I said that word. Hate. I hate durian. I think it's disgusting. And you know, it's a love and hate. I I know people are gonna be like, hey Kevin, you're just you're 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 drawn. You're you know you're saying quite I a lot here. I'm like, think I am. People care that much. <laughs> 
It's a food yeah. preference. If you have a problem with somebody else's food preference, man, I, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, I have gotten some comments about durian. Uh, I'm just saying facts, though. I don't like durian. I, me, I hate durian. Um, now, there. I oh, why am I going off tangents? You know, durian is they nope. call it the king of fruits. Okay, uh, but, all, right, all right, all right. But that would kill the conversation. I don't like durian, so we'll just say that. Uh, okay, next question. <laughs> okay. Sorry. What? <laughs> um, I don't know how to follow that. So I'm just going to do the easiest segue as, as, as I can. Also from Llama, uh, what is a long-term series you'd like to have inject DNA of a different genre for like how Star Fox became an adventure game for Star, Star Fox Adventures or Mario has been in a bunch of different uh, genres so which current series would you like to try a different genre on uh, for me it'd be Splatoon it would absolutely be Splatoon at this point because uh, I think we are a little bit away from Splatoon 3 I don't know that I would expect it on Switch <laughs> to, to put it plainly uh, but I do really like the world and the characters and such, so I would love to see them do something else with that uh, group of characters. In particular, I think you could actually pull off a rather nice extreme sports game of some sort with the Splatoon characters. I think it would work. Uh, mm. It would fit the attitude. It would be fun, and you could do something cool with it. So, yeah, something in the, the realm of like an NBA street or a snowboarding game or, you know, any, any version of uh roller skates, a you know, any, anything, I think you could have a lot of fun with that, uh, that group of characters, that setting, but a different gameplay mechanic. That, that's a great choice. I mean, ah, oh man, I, I don't know how to top that, but I'll wait for my answer. <laughs> Sergio, you go. You go. <laughs> Here comes the bus. Burp, burp. <laughs> oh man! Oh well, this is tough. I mean, I know what series I want to shake up big time. Animal Hopefully... Crossing. It needs to be no. a party game <laughs> centered around Amiibo. Oh goodness, no, not that again. I want Smash Brothers to change. I think it needs it. Uh, hopefully, you're not too upset, Daryl. But no, I'm not. It's getting yeah, it's getting a little, a little too samey. Uh, I don't know how to change it, though. Let's say it would have to be something very specific. Like, if we put Mario Party in this, it's it's probably going to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> As it usually does. Yep. Check. <laughs> hmm. So what, what would be something? I, I just wanted to have a little more single-player long-lasting value but like something that you actually want to do <laughs> man that's just kind of mean <laughs> <laughs> so i guess in a way i kind of want the subspace emissary to come back and to have like a a really good story okay i just got it final fantasy oh <laughs> Uh, you have a good final fantasy story with all of the nintendo characters and kill like five of them <laughs> So here we go again. <laughs> so it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts, but with <laughs> Mario. Yeah, but but fun and good. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh man! 
just as you're listening to this podcast, people please understand that each of the hosts has their own opinions and their own uh, their own way of thinking. And do not lump us all together, please. And send all listener mail, positive and negative, to NintendoJumpPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, you know, I just uh, want to say something real quick. I'm really sorry for those who I've offended about Durian. If you love Durian, great. If you don't, if you don't, good job. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, you've really upset the Durian sell, salesman from Breath of the Wild. He's really pissed now. Uh, you know, yo, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I saw it, I was like, wow, why is this in the game? <laughs> Man, this is like a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing here? This game is a mistake. That's why you it's never like, finished it. Uh, oh, oh, that's mm, you know, Breath of the Wild, great game, but my minor things. Has during it. I mean, come on, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine out of ten. Too much during. Okay, <laughs> too much uh, during. Okay, so okay. I back in back in something like high school, my friends and I used to uh, kind of joke and speculate about what like Super Smash RPG would look like. Uh, just as a you go to the different worlds and kind of in the at the time, kind of the Super Mario RPG style where you just meet up with different characters and go to different uh, worlds and universe, universes and such. Now we actually have a really nice model for it, which is kind of the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> gameplay. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of interested what they could do with that, as that being your pick. Like, a, Take the Smash Brothers idea, at least, of all of these Nintendo characters doing something and apply that to the different... Uh, series is that they have the party series mm-hmm. and the cart series and the you know make an RPG around it. I think it would be cool. I, I really mm-hmm. do. I think you could do a lot with anything you threw them at. To be honest, I'm not talking again. You guys, you guys, can, <laughs> I'm sorry. you guys can just figure it out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I just I have a lot that I'm thinking about right now with like. Um, this question. I'm totally sorry. To... And now, bringing you into Kevin's mind thoughts. I hate Durian. 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 And this no, has no. been Kevin's mind thoughts. No, no, no. Don't, don't. I don't want to make it a big deal, even though I already have, but... <laughs> okay, so, no. Kevin, what uh, what series would you like to in- inject into a new genre? You know what, man? I have a fabulous answer for this one. Um, I don't know how I can top both of y'all's, but I'm... Okay, so imagine this, okay? You have a Mario game, okay? <laughs> and all of a sudden, they they have this sort of Ocean's Eleven high-steam sort of... Oh, adventure. my God. Okay, no. hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not done yet. Now, <laughs> they have to steal the most valuable... Oh my treasure god! In the world, and it's and it's a, it's a it's a quality gold. It's a basketball made of gold. Okay, it is the most expensive thing ever. This is all made up. And then oh really? <laughs> they try, they, yeah. <laughs> and they try to steal it. They try to steal it, right? They, they steal they steal it from like you know let's say um the the South Pole. Okay, they steal it from the <laughs> South Pole. Why is it there? I don't know. They go into the quarters of deaths, and they meet these, these like, you know, they meet like the yeti, the polar bears, and then they oh. said, "Hey, you, you want to steal this? You gotta 
play us a game of basketball. Okay, not basketball, basketball. And then they play a game, uh, you know, like an NBA regulation theme game. And then whoever, and if they win, if the Mario characters win, they can steal the basketball. But then there's another challenge where they have to Is escape. Is it stealing if you win a competition for it? <laughs> At that point, isn't it just a prize? <laughs> so you you see how how um constructed my story is <laughs> okay so uh, so they lose okay they lose those competition and then but they still steal it they, they steal then, it anyway and, and then, then they, they escape <laughs> and they, they, they steal, they come so back. which genre would you say that this is kevin <laughs> <laughs> this, this genre be... that you want this series to uh <laughs> this is gonna be it's it's gonna be a, it's a BT. It's a basketball thieving game. That's Drawing. not a thing. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing. Okay, fine. It's a th- it's a it's a heist. <laughs> it's a heist genre with basketball elements. <laughs> That's what I want. You you guys are thinking, wow, this guy's really crazy. Uh, you're right. And um, that's what I want. And I know it sounds really crazy, but it's different. It's a blue ocean model, and it's never well, been done before. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll be These real. Though. I'll be real. Don't though. go together, man. I, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a real answer. I still want a, a thief heist game with Mario. That, that's it. Like, I just want, I just want something where Mario becomes a, a, a good thief. Okay, and goes on an adventure with his, you know, his buddies. Like, you know, Luigi. Technically, that's the plot of every Mario Brothers game. He's just stealing Peach. Well, well, not in that <laughs> way. I, there's got to be some, like, jazz music and, like, casinos and, like, prizes. So, like. Super Mario 3D World. Is, is, that, is that really? It's got jazz music and casinos, yeah. But but are they stealing like the greatest treasure in the world? You know, a, do, a, a gold plate saving a gold Pixies, So, I mean, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Now, do they, are they, is there a point where Mario is about to, like, pass away, but he doesn't, and he comes, he comes alive strong? I mean. Depends who's playing. (laughs) (laughs) So, there you have it. This works so well, I can't believe it. All right. I think the only thing uh, good here for my sanity is, uh, Sergio, can you move on with another question? (laughs) Yes, please. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We have a question by Shy Guy. And Shy Guy asks, what are your predictions for the future of indies? Do price structures remain relatively the same over time? Or as indies gain more recognition for their quality, do you think their prices will slowly rise over time? So... I think they're going to merge. I think, you know, we have the AAA games on on one hand, $60 or more. And then you have the indies that can be anywhere from $5 to $20, $25, maybe even $30. And I think it depends a lot on the quality because some of the indie games, man, they're, they're starting to really get up there in terms of game value, game content, and how much of their heart and soul they put into their games. And you can tell by the end result by the game that we love and play. So I think the indie prices are still going to differ a little bit like that because there's still going to be short games that we are, everyone is okay with paying a little bit because we know what we're getting into. But I think their quality and the prices are going to be getting more and more in line 
with the higher prices of quote-unquote AAA games. And on the other hand, because of that, the AAA games are going to have to maybe lower down to 50 or so. And we kind of see that sometimes already. So mm-hmm. I think, every, you know, the prices are kind of going to compress a little bit. But I think the indies are just, it's better for the indies in the long run. Yeah, you know, it's, and those are some good points because I, and I do wish that AAA games can go down to 50 for real, but, you know, for some reason it's always at 60 and it seems like the standard. Um, I think for me, I've seen indies on average 10 to $20 a pop, you know, I think $15 is a sweet spot, you know, and as indies do gain more recognition for their quality, I, I can see the price slowly rising over time but not by much i think at most 2025 um now that also depends on how long the indie is like you look at celeste i mean that game you 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 have to just you have to realize that you can put so many hours into celeste and it's like what 20 bucks right or 15 like that is a very it's 20 and 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 you know when i see that i'm like wow that is one of the best 20 dollar games if not the best 20 dollar game i've ever purchase in my life um it, it, you know yeah, this, it would be mine yeah i know i know it's yours yeah i mean it, it's it's got the story it the, the difficulty is very fair it's hard but fair and it teaches you about life you know what i'm saying like it, it you have those life lessons about going going up a mountain and conquering your 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 inner demons and you have and by the way yeah very good music i mean come on like Let's talk about the the hotel remix. It's very jazzy. It's it's. I was gonna say delicious, but that doesn't make sense. It's very nice, and <laughs> it's just, it's really good. I, you know, you have good music, and it was what nominate. It was it won the best indie of the year, right? Like, how, how can you you can't argue against that? Um, those games make the industry, the indie, you know, scene very proud. And I, I, but I do hope that. I, I hope that the indies will never go like fifty dollars, sixty dollars. Like I think that's way too much. Um, but you know, who are we to say what what the price of games should be? Um, but in the very end, it would be preferable for them to be no more than twenty five or thirty. I think that's like even on average. Um, so that's my take. So I kind of disagree and. Mm. I, like, don't get me wrong. I like the current pricing of games, so I'm not advocating for this. But I remember buying Nintendo 64 games for $50. And, I mean, at this point, you're talking 20 years ago? <laughs> and uh, Ooh, gosh. This, for whatever you know reason it has been, this industry doesn't go through the inflation that other industries go through. Like, I just noticed that Blu-ray movies, when they come out, have moved up from $20 to $25, just kind of all of a sudden, right? Uh, Various other things are always kind of steadily increasing in price, but games really not for the last couple decades. Uh, Don't know why that is. I I really can't figure that one out. Might just be this is what they think the demographic is. It might be the competition driving the prices down. I don't know. But I do expect that over time, the prices will slowly creep up overall, but the relative ratios will stay around the same. I think that indie games right now simply do better if they are under $20. Uh, Their sales are better. 
when an indie comes out that's $25, and keep in mind, I'm talking a $5 difference, which is the price of a McDonald's meal, you know, like, a $5 difference will lead to significantly reduced sales for that game or people just not doing these impulse purchases, right? On the flip side, a game like Hollow Knight or uh, Stardew Valley comes out at 15 and everybody goes, goes, oh, well, yeah, that's absolutely click, you know, buy, <laughs> you know, that that's it. So I think, I think that structure will stay just because I think it is positively reinforced that these prices lead to more game sales. Uh, but I do kind of expect over time, it, you know, maybe not in a single generation, but maybe next generation, everything jumps up five, 10 bucks, something like that. And you have indies coming in at 20, $30 and retail games coming in at 60, 70 in that realm realm. It's got to happen at some point in, in my opinion. And like I said, not advocating for it, don't want it, but I just kind of see it happening. Uh, but I do think that indies feel the need to separate themselves from the triple A's by offering a lower price. And I think that they, by doing that become really successful. So I don't see that changing drastically anytime soon. Uh, I, what I could see a little bit more is more games kind of offering additional stuff you can do or buy such as rocket league, right? So rocket league gets in the door at 20 bucks and then, you know, you gives you a bunch of stuff that doesn't really impact anything, but you can buy it. Uh, I see a lot of things kind of going that way, maybe. But, yeah, I think overall, for the near future, I think everything's going to mostly stay around where it is, which is not a bad thing. I, I think we're actually kind of in a, yeah. a healthy little yeah. range here. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, and I, just by what you're saying, it made me think of, the, of a, a reason why indie games have stayed around the same price. And I think, and, and let's, let's, Here's my here's what I'm gonna say. I think that indies have been like that because maybe a lot of the the smaller companies that make these indie games, there's they feel this apprehension of like, you know, they they question whether a lot of people who game like whether they think that their game might be worth it or not. If there's something that they are not sure of, they don't know like. Like, cause not cause a lot of, a lot of indie games, you know, they're 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 different genres. You know, they're experimental. You know, they, they do new things and they're they're thinking, well, if it's a new thing, maybe people are not willing to jump in at sixty dollars. Maybe they're willing to like you said, you know, open the door for fifteen. And so you get those games like Rocket League, like, okay, well, I'm not spending sixty dollars, but I'll spend fifteen dollars to check this out, see what it's all about. And and when they spend the fifteen dollars, like, wow, like if they really like it, then they say, Well, oh, this is worth it, way worth the price of steal. If they don't like it, like, oh, well, you know, I only spent $15, so it's all good, you know? And I think that maybe is their point, is, like, they they want to have a a gateway price for people who may not know a lot of these genres, these games. And I think it's a great strategy. And so I think that's why um, that sort of pricing has stayed the way it has for a while. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Rocket League, $20, you know, gets you... I mean, it's a very reasonable price for a game because not a lot of people are willing to shell out $60 a game unless they know what it's all about. Is, yeah, does that I make mean, sense? And and to be fair, Rocket League is probably my third or fourth most played game on Switch or if right. not if not second, uh most played game on Switch and it you know sent me back 20 bucks at the start. Now I I have bought some, you know, in-game stuff just cuz I wanted to. Uh 
and and I kind of felt bad for only paying twenty bucks. I, I'm I'm doing the Sergio model here of being like, nah, you you deserve a little bit more. But uh, anyway, anyways, yeah, I think I I think it works, and I think it'll continue working. Uh, for the meantime, just you know, it if and when things go up in price a little bit, just realize that that's you know it it's it's inconvenient. It's not great, but that's just kind of how life works. Like. You know, everything's a little more expensive now than it was uh, 10, 20 years ago, so, but not really games. So, interesting. Uh, so, Kevin, you want to take another question? The next question that I would like to ask is by Shy Guy. Gaming is inherently unhealthy for the body. Sitting still, especially for long periods of time, is tough. Do you all take conscious, of that, excuse me, conscientious steps? to combat this while gaming for example while single player gaming i take a break and walk at least a thousand steps every hour that is very good <laughs> man a thousand steps like how, how many minutes is that like i don't I mean, <laughs> yeah that's not that's a lot that's uh, like yeah wait, wait huh <laughs> um sergio what is your <laughs> what's your strategy uh none <laughs> No, well, I don't, but I mean, it's surprising when I play more than an hour straight. Um, I usually t end up having or wanting to take a break, and I do get up and do something else. But other than that, not much, but this is a good reminder, and, and I do agree it is important. Mm. It is, and I could definitely do better about it. Uh, so in in my life right now, at, at work, I move around a lot. I have a... a roughly half million square foot factory that I work in uh, and walk around it all day. So Whoa. when I get home, I don't really want to move that much, <laughs> which I know it makes me sound like the sluggiest slug of all time, but uh, that's just kind of how I am. So if I do get in uh, a gaming session a little bit longer, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not taking conscientious. Uh, I'll, I'll take like stretch breaks, but I'm not like, you know, getting up and going outside and <laughs> and being a healthy person. Uh, but it is something that I, I do want to focus more on going forward, along with a, a diet a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's commendable, and I I like hearing that that you definitely do, and I like uh, to kind of remind people. You know that little reminder that Nintendo started at adding to its games, like, hey, take breaks every 15 minutes or something, you know, uh, every every hour, take a 5-10 minute break. Uh, not a bad idea, to be honest, because, yeah, we, as gamers, we often get into uh, fairly awkward postures. You really got to watch what your wrists are um, when you're holding controllers and going. I've known quite a few Smashers actually get kind of benched by Carpal Tunnel, to be honest. Uh and, and things like that. So it is, it's very good advice to just at least at minimum, like I'm not, I'm not saying you have to get up and, and take a thousand steps. It's, it's great, but you know, I'm not saying that that's necessary, but it is necessary to get up, adjust your posture, stretch a little bit, you know, and, and just uh, be aware of how you're sitting, how you're holding a tr controller and, and going forward, just cause it's, you know, there are significant health risks to bad postures and uh, re repeated stress of wrists and thumbs and such. So, you know, don't ignore that because it will bite you. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, even like 
you need to be able to stretch and and do some sort of like very like exercise in general every day and for shy guy i mean props to you man like a thousand steps every hour i'm like damn that is <laughs> very impressive um as uh i share the same sentence with um with daryl on that i you know for me i i have this thing okay I, you know, before I play video games or something, I either have make sure I have some water or a cup of loose sleeve, you know, green tea or whatever. And then every, I say every twenty minutes or so, I get up from my seat and refill with my my cup with some hot water. You know, because uh, as many people may not know, uh, with loose leaf green tea, I don't use a filter. I just put the leaves in the cup, pour some hot water. You know, and let it let the leaves expand and drink it and not eat the leaves. Um, and you're probably asking, how do you do that? Uh, you know, experience. You know, when you have enough practice, you're able to not eat the leaves while you're drinking from the cup. And I do that every 20, 30 minutes if I'm drinking green tea. Um, other than that, I don't really do well with, like, taking conscientious steps to combat uh, the inherent nature of gaming for long hours. Especially with Fire Emblem, man, you know, I can play <laughs> four hours in one go, and that is extremely bad. I've done, I did that one time. Um, I, I kind of regret it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's – I think it's important to have some sort of beverage, you know, to um, – and it to even to make you, like, go get out of your seat and refill it with hot water. I think it's a good thing. Um, taking a thousand steps every hour, that is – I don't know how I can do that. Like between gaming, that's really good. That's um, a lot of trips for hot water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, but yeah. I, so, and then there'll be times where I would do stretches, like even at work, like I like to stretch my legs a little bit, um, you know, stretch my triceps. Uh, this is one exercise I really like to do. It's called a pigeon. I don't know if you've heard of it, but like I, I can't describe it, but you're basically, you're, you're stretching your, um, I believe it's your hamstrings in a very peculiar way. It may look kind of weird, but it's a very good exercise, and it helps you just you know get some blood flowing in in a very downright position. Um, look it up, the pigeon. Uh, I learned it from uh, working out uh, this year, uh, so I, I would do the pigeon uh, at certain points in between gaming. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I think I'm probably going to wrap it with this one, so I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to try to pick a good question here. I mean, they're all good, but... Let me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't get over the golf thing. <laughs> you guys are all awesome. Uh, okay, so this will be fun. Um, Big Shot writes in, with all of the Smash DLC hype, which is still going on, I thought this could be a fun challenge. What if each host came up with the most off-the-wall slash unexpected newcomer but was able to come up with a viable move set to make it seem plausible? It could be fun to see what you guys come up with or how you can justify a move set. All right. So off the wall smash Ooh. character, I don't have anything. Kevin, I'm going to put you on the spot. What you got? Um, but I do have a question though. Does it does it have to be a branded character? Like do everyone have to know what that thing is? Like I, I don't I don't help. know what that's referencing. <laughs> <laughs> it does have to be a character of some sort there. <laughs> what what okay. do you mean? Well, you know, I was thinking, um, okay, I, I, this is one of my favorite 
things of all time. Uh, Jumbo Cactuar from Final Fantasy. Uh, you know, it's a Guardian Force or an Aeon or whatever, what have you. Uh, I can imagine just like, you know, this this moving cactus. Well, it's not really moving its arms, but you can, it, it moves, okay? It, 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 now, it does, there's different attacks it can do. It can do like, you know, 50 needles, okay? But when you shoot the needles, it does like a poison thing, right? Kind of like what Pikmin does. Um, and then, like, maybe its up smash would be, you know, um, you know, light will just glisten out of its body. And then, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> it will glisten out of its body and it will make this random noise. I don't, I forgot what noise they make. Maybe they don't make any noise, but um, it will just be like this, it will be a glistening light up smash move where it just like, Bwah! and then, <laughs> That's not like Mario. What? And then like it could just, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then um, I wasn't finished with that, but I'm gonna skip that. So, and then like with the side B, you know, it could be. Mm, what would it? What would be a side B? It would just be like, you know, just these fire needles coming out of its back, and then it would just like whoosh, and I don't know, man. Like it's. Uh, I'm terrible with this, but I want this to work. It was but I'm going doing so well. I know it's going so well. You know, I was trying to construct something, but I do want a cactuar. Okay, not a cactus, a cactuar from Final Fantasy series, just to be in the game. Uh, I think it would work somehow. I, I don't, I don't know how, but you know, I because there's there has never been a Final Fantasy Guardian Force or Aeon or what have you, that sort of spiel, there has never been a character of that nature in a Super Smash game before. I think this would be break the this would break the mold. Um, you know, it is the most derpy, trolly <laughs> um, character that you can choose. I mean, it doesn't move its arms or legs, but it moves, okay? It, it still moves. Or, okay, excuse me. It does move its arms and legs, but in very, it's, but it's like the animation is like very choppy. You know what I mean? Like, how cool is that? Like, that's an awesome character. Like, bring him in. Bring the Cactuar in. Done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. Well, in the past, we sort of imagined what a Rocket League car could <laughs> yes. do in Smash Brothers, yeah. and that was pretty awesome. That's probably the best answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, that would be I, for sure. I agree. <laughs> but to discuss uh, potential something different, how about a Tetrimino? And just Ooh. all of them sort of together, you know, they could kind of change. And then just to go all out, all the different moves could be from different Tetris games. Tetris Attack, the Tetris Effect. I guess the final smash would be something with Tetris 99 and everyone attacks you at once. So <laughs> just every Tetris game, like, you know, some of them could look like Game Boy Tetris type of thing. So <laughs> basically Tetris would be the character. I mean, I like it. <laughs> that would be, that would be great. And that is a more of a well-constructed answer than mine. So I would, I would vouch for that. One. <laughs> uh. Okay. I have, two and neither of which uh seem to fit the current model that they're going with with uh their their dlc so these are not third-party characters from studios that are not represented in smash or anything uh so probably not at all going to happen but i would love to play these characters and just see what they could do uh first of all and kind of the lesser one is 
it would be interesting to me to see Captain N, the game master from the cartoon yes. uh, oh, that also oh. featured Pit and Simon and Mega Man and a Game Boy. I mean, you could also just have a Game Boy playable character. That'd be pretty cool, too. Oh. Uh, but, yes. So, Captain N, who has never, to my knowledge, I don't think he's ever actually been in a video game. So, it kind of violates the Smash rules, which I guess we kind of like doing now. So, uh, <laughs> it moves that rights itself. I mean, he, he could call on his friends to help. He could have uh, power glove functionality. He could do a number of different things, pretty much whatever you wanted. Uh, his final smash could be summoning mother brain for all we, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't Whoa. matter. That show went, that show went places. Uh, you know, he, he has a, a Pac-Man esque, uh, neutral B that he calls in help from other characters like, uh, King hippo, you know, it, it, it's all there. That's in the show. So yeah, that's my first one. Captain N the game master in smash. Sign me up. By the way, by the way, his name is Kevin. Mm. I mean, very <laughs> accurate. Yes. Kevin Kane, shout out to Kevin's out there. You know, just had to say that. So, okay. <laughs> so my second one and the one I actually envision as having, we don't need a character from this series, uh, but the move set that you could put together for this character would be hilarious. And that is our good friend, charge and Chuck from the Mario Whoa. series who would be phenomenal. He's got footballs and baseballs, and he's got a helmet, and he runs at you, and he can jump. <laughs> he could do a ground pound. He's a heavy character, but he could have projectiles everywhere, including footballs that bounce at you. Uh, it would be hilarious. I mean, tell me you're not picturing that character right now and trying to fight that character a heavy with uh, <laughs> a heavy with a projectile trap game. Yep, let's do oh. that. Uh-huh. You know, I feel good about this, but it makes me wish that there is a a Koopa that has basketball gear. I don't know. I I mean, but Charging Chuck is really awesome, though. Man, I oh gosh, I want to have an amiibo. Is there an amiibo for Charging Chuck? No, no? Yeah. of course Aww. not. But there there <laughs> would be, and that would be there another would be. benefit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I would, I, I would be all aboard the Chuck hype train. I really would. Man. Another great answer. I, you know, yeah, Charge and Chuck. I almost forgot about that critter. Uh, man, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, thanks for all the questions. We did not get into as many as uh, we maybe should have but that just means that we have more for uh next time as well so please uh do keep sending in your questions uh mm -hmm. and we will do more of these or just throw them on the end of regular episodes as we can so that's awesome for now i'm gonna hand it over to sergio for our fire emblem update well oh <laughs> I was really hoping it wouldn't happen, but yes, it, it did happen. I, I lost the unit about two <gasps> weeks ago. Oh, no. I got a little bit careless, and there was a, a thief, of all things, <laughs> Kevin. Not he a was gentleman too fast. thief. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. He was too fast, and he attacked twice. And I was using a net to try to protect Sylvain, who was really, really hurt. And I wish I hadn't because Annette ended up giving her life 
for Sylvain. Oh no! And Rest in peace. It was it was terrible. She she if she had two more HP, she could have survived. But I guess two wasn't just enough. And I don't know. I I I didn't like Sylvain, but after watching some of his support um conversations, just the early ones, he has a heart. I can tell. So <laughs> just one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, preferably. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm really hopeful that that's it, that I don't lose anyone else. I, I changed my Switch username to for Annette. And I do want to see the story through in her honor. So, as as somebody who's a little farther along in the story than, than you, actually, a, a lot farther at this point, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> Oh, just wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, for me, I this game has not been the massacre that I thought it might be, which Oof. is good. <laughs> That's not bad. I'm not complaining about this. Um, but what it has meant, so I've lost two characters, and I've almost lost uh, Petra about three or four times past oh, that, but I haven't yet. Uh, she's still kicking. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. But I did, so early on, I think I talked about this, We I lost Ash, uh, poor guy, who, oddly enough, I lost him in his student phase, and he still started hanging around the monastery, which is kind of <laughs> awkward because he's just not usable, but he still talks. It's weird. Uh, yes. And you can't you can't even give him his items that he lost. So like I've just got stuff that he lost in my inventory, and I can't do anything with him. Oh. I'm like, huh? Oh no! So I I always just my head was he's the ghost there, just like haunting me for past <laughs> mistakes. Uh, but for realsies, uh, later in the game when you actually can have characters like literally die. Uh, yeah, poor Ignatz. Uh, Ignatz. Oh, bit the bullet. Um, and rest in peace, Ignatz. That one was not fun. Uh, so that one was both of my characters that I've lost. I've lost on paralog missions, which are not even critical to the story, which hurts even a little bit more. Uh, it, and I lost them. I, I lost Ignatz because I moved another character too far, and all of a sudden, a bunch of enemy supports showed up. And enemy supports showed up after most of my characters had moved and were able to move Ugh. on the next turn, which I did not know was a thing in this game. Uh, hadn't happened until that point, and it did then, and he was the straggler in the back because, I, <laughs> ironically, I was trying to protect him and level him up. And Oh, oof. no. Oh, no. Dang. Rest that's in tough. peace. So, yeah, that's Man. those are my two right now. But what that does mean, so I'm near the end of the game, I'm hoping those are my only two, but what that does mean since the game has been... Uh, a lot of people fault the game for being too easy. Uh, if you play like we're playing, the game is not too easy. I, I actually right. think it's balanced no, pretty it's well because it has been tense at times if you know you're going to lose these characters. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, But what this means is my next playthrough, which there will be a next playthrough, it will be Blue Lions, and I will be going hard. Uh, hard, hard difficulty, and I am very scared. So oh, oh, man. <laughs> I'll keep yeah, you posted. Be... Okay, Kevin, your turn. Wow. Yeah. So you know, so I didn't lose anybody. I'm kidding. No, I didn't lose somebody. I. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like Daryl, I didn't lose 
um, the myth, the legend, uh, Hilda, the eldest daughter of House Gonorill, um, you know, of the Lester Alliance, you know, she, man, I lost her in a paralogue battle, you know, I, I thought she was, a, well, she was really good, um, oh, she was, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, she was my armor knight, I took her to the, the very, it was the one where, it was the, the paralogue mission, I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay, so it was a paralog mission that um, I took. I took her to this one area with this one enemy that was standing on this this you know platform that I didn't know what it was until later on. And you know I thought you know she can like one v one that person easy, but then I realized that oh that's a heal tile and that magician that magic user that I was fighting with Hil with using Hilda healed healed herself. And I'm like oh. So my character can actually die. Uh oh! And by the time I realized that it was over, you know, the character had a seventy percent chance to hit Hilda before her very last breath. And I was like, oh, bleep, 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 bleep. Um, and she died. Uh, rest in peace. She passed away. And I was like, man, why did I do that? Because I could have brought one of my Pegasus Knights, or excuse me, a Pegasus Pegasus Knight. Um. Now, that wasn't my choice. Uh, in that mission, I just happened to have a Pegasus Knight. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about later. And <laughs> I could have used that Pegasus Knight to help Hilda. I did not. My mistake. Life's over. No, well, just her life. And <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so, you know, ominous. Or, oh, yeah, you know, okay. No, no more, big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no big deal. No, but no, for real, though, I was very sad. It was like, oh, man, I want to be a perfect cast of students. But, you know, this is real life. You know, not everything's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have it, – there will be days in the missions that you face every day where you're going to have that vulnerability. You're going to face adversity. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, and Hilda didn't work out through my mistakes. So she passed away. Rest in peace, Hilda. And even in the story mode, like just the scenes, I still see her in the you know the scenes, and it's kind of awkward. It's very <sighs> awkward. Because... Well, yeah, because she's a bodyguard character, so she like she's important to the story, so she won't leave, but she'll be like hurt, so she can't fight with you. So yeah, and and that's and you said it. You said that one word, important, and now I heard that. Several times with people in the Discord community, how she is a very important character, and that sucked that she passed away. So, yep. <laughs> so, and then just surveying our Discord, I don't want to, I don't want to go person by person. We'll do this later. Definitely fill us in in the episode talk back uh, because I haven't, uh, we haven't kept extremely good track of uh, of everyone. But yeah, there's a <sighs> there's a lot of death. <laughs> there's a lot of. <laughs> Uh, people uh, really enjoying the pact is how I'll say it. I think so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Yeah. One thing I will say is that this has significantly increased my enjoyment of this game, and I'm really yes. glad we've mm -hmm. done it. And going forward Absolutely. for Fire Emblem games, I uh, yeah, I'll I'll continue doing this because I really like it. So, and I don't even know why. I just, I, I really like it. So, um, one I do want to comment on is kind of in the same shoes as you, 
uh, Kevin, but in a different house. Dapper Dan Man lost Dadu, who is his bodyguard unit. So, oh. <sighs> recipes to do. Yeah, that hurts. And meanwhile, uh. I, I'm I'm, a, I'm Black Eagles, and I don't like Hubert, but I can't get rid of the guy. So, hey, what do I know? Huh. Anyways, right. Uh. So. Well. That's all we have. Yeah, last thing for the episode. Uh, Guys, what is your favorite accent? Sergio, go first. Uh, Well, if I have to be completely honest, I do really like a slight, just slight Italian accent. Mm. Uh, It just makes me want to do things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll put that as a hashtag. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to do things. Yeah, that's that's cool. Kevin? <laughs> uh, my favorite accent is Scottish. Um, I like how heavy it can be, even though certain words from different uh, levels of it can be incomprehensible. <laughs> um, but it's nice to, you know, hear it because some people, they, like, when they speak it, like they talk like a mountain like they have that like heavy just you know it just it wow. feels so majestic right like a mountain and just i don't know how i'm doing it but wow um, wow and i now correct me if i'm wrong but the more north you go the thicker the accent is the more interested i'm in because i'm always interested in how they enunciate certain words um like like because like when you say fishing they say fashion you know, and or or like uh, controversies, like controversy, and I, I don't even know how they do that. Like, <laughs> but it's always very interesting to hear Scottish. Uh, my favorite Scottish person, Scottish person, uh, well, actually one of my favorite people I've never met in my life, uh, Craig Ferguson, who uh, hosted the Late Late Show, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, he has a very under, like very reasonable, like easy to understand Scottish accents. Um, now he's always very entertaining. Um, uh, but I am, but you know, that one and like just the more Northern, like the thicker, like, Ooh, I just, they have that oomph. Oh. Not oof, not oh, like oof, oh like, in Scotland, like, yeah, I, I mean, that <laughs> oomph. This is a lot, a lot more of an extent answer than you expected, but yeah, Scottish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> sh- Shout out to uh, Dr. Fact, who is not your favorite Scottish person. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, I, that's why I said one of my favorites. Dr. Fact is one of my favorite Scottish people I've never met. <laughs> but not your favorite, because Craig Ferguson, man, he's all well, over there. Well, I was my favorite. Well, okay, fine. I'm going to put right now, right now, on the record, <laughs> Dr. Fact and Craig Ferguson, same level, okay? That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Same level. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Fact. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> or do. It's more entertaining yeah. if you do. Uh, okay. <laughs> my favorite accent is, is actually Irish. So, Ooh. and again, um, kind of the same type things you said. I just, I love the cadence of it. Uh, mm. I love, mm. I, I love how Irish kind of infects the, the English language uh, and, and changes it for the better. It actually led to a lot of uh, the culture in the, uh, eastern coast of the the united states so a lot of that kind of invaded mm. <laughs> for for yeah. lack of a better word um but i love man i just sign me up uh somebody from ireland reading in any part of ireland to be honest uh reading a book or something yep <laughs> I, I i like it so <laughs> yep that's my favorite 
Nice. And as for our listeners, we, we did see one answer, and it is by Dragon, and he told us that his favorite accent is probably Australian. Nice. He really likes some of their phrases. Nice. That's another good one, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a good that's, one, yeah. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as for this week's question to our listeners, this is a little more uh, relatable <laughs> in a Nintendo podcast. What is your impossible sequel? A sequel to a game that you want a lot, but you just know that it's never going to happen. <laughs> Basically, no. Kevin has F-Zero. What do you guys have? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well played, sir. That, that was well, well done. I guess I don't have to answer anymore. Well that's done. <laughs> All right, let's just let's just wrap it. Go ahead, sir. Let's wrap. Save us or save me. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. We are gonna jump out of here. If you haven't already. Feel free to join our Discord group. We have a link to it in our description for this episode. And it's basically a community of people uh, that listen to this podcast. And you can chat with us or play games. We would love to have you there as well. Other than that, we have a Facebook group. And we are also on Twitter and on Instagram as Nintendo Jump. You can also listen to all of our episodes on YouTube as well. Please send us any feedback you have at NintendoJumpPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, the best way to do so is through our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash nintendojump. And another way to support would be by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. Either way you choose, we would really appreciate it. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Daryl and Kevin, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. See ya. Deuces. Later.